This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, October 6th, 2021, so you know what that means. It's another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. What's going on, Paul? Oh, man, it's Wednesday night. It's a great night to be an AEW fan. I uh, Great show. I'm excited to cover it. Can't wait to dive right into it. Fun show with a very fun ending. Oh, absolutely. Great ending. Not one that I personally saw coming. We we kind of talked about the possibility of it, but I never truly saw it coming. Right. I I talked myself out of it. I did too. Yeah, the more I more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to do that tonight. And uh yep, my work I uh, shot myself into work. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We both did. Don't worry right. about that. But, but I wasn't disappointed at it. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Not at all. There was no disappointment in that whatsoever. Makes you wonder if our original prediction, though, uh, is ever going to happen. So Tony keeps everybody guessing. Yes. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll dive into that later, though. Yeah, big return tonight. <laughs> a big introduction of a new title. Um, yeah. A lot of good matches. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's do it. And we kick off the show, as we always do, with JR saying it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. And we go straight to action as we've got an eight-man tag match, uh, the Super Elite, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and Brian Danielson. Yeah, literally right to the action, no intros or anything. Yeah, I know. I was kind of shocked because normally at least the elite want theirs done, but I guess they chose not to this time. It, it surprised me that they didn't give Cole an entrance, but he found a way to work it in himself during the match. So, yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, I'll touch on that coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Jungle Boy and Nick Jackson begin things. Jungle Boy gets the upper hand by taking Nick down with an arm drag, then a drop kick. Adam Cole, Christian Cage are the legal men. Neither men gain control. Jungle Boy gets tagged back in, and Cole takes advantage of the match after Matt Jackson gets involved. I got to say, uh, throughout this match, Jungle Boy was in there probably more than anybody. Yeah, and that was, I don't think that was by mistake. No, um, it wasn't. I mean, they're definitely, in, 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 and we'll speak on this in a minute, but Jungle Boy is starting to rack up some losses. I've been noticing that, but 
but his uh, in-ring ability just keeps improving, and they know yes. he's a future, not only one of the future stars in AEW, but a future star of professional wrestling in general. So definitely yes. not by mistake, he's getting all that ring time. Right. Um, matches just like total nonstop. Uh, we see the Young Bucks hit Cage with a horrendous indie taker to the outside of the ring, and we don't see Cage after that. In that indie taker, if you notice, they mistimed it a little bit. They did. They did. But uh, they recovered pretty quickly from oh, that. sure. I mean, you can't hit it every time. But I did, <laughs> I did, I did notice that tonight. I'm like, yep, uh, Matt went down a little quicker than Nick uh, did the flip. So. Yep. And you may ask yourself, well, how did they recover from that? Well, by super kicking Marco Stunt in the face. <laughs> it was it was my uh, it was my spot of the night. Uh, yeah. 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 Matt. Uh, Matt Jackson took Marco out with the super kick. It was, it was great. Loved it. More of that. More of that, please. <laughs> Danielson and Omega are running the ropes. Danielson drops Omega. He then hits Omega with a splash. Danielson now hits Omega with a hurricanrana and a diving headbutt. Danielson goes for the pin. However, Omega breaks up the pin. Uh, Danielson has Omega um, in a cattle mutilation. Uh, Jackson hits Danielson with a swanton bomb. Uh, just a short time later, all hell has broken loose once again. Danielson hits a tope suicida. Omega then dives over the ropes and lands on four people. Adam Cole is about to go for a dive as well, but stops in the middle of the ring and yells out, Adam Cole, baby. Danielson uh, goes for a big knee to the face in the um, final portions of this match omega catches it allowing cole and the young bucks to hit a triple super kick then the awesome. super elite hit a four-person bte trigger on jungle boy adam cole pins jungle boy to get the victory yep this match was pretty predictable um i think the biggest question mark at least when you and i were texting about it, was who's gonna eat the pen you said jungle boy i thought luchasaurus would and you were right jungle boy eats the pen Yet again, like I was kind of referring to earlier, it seems like every time the Jurassic Express or a team consisting of the Jurassic Express loses, Jungle Boy's eating the pen. But uh, I yeah. will say Luchasaurus is over with that crowd. I know uh, I know both of us would like to see him turn heel, I think <laughs> that, and I think he eventually will, but I think it's a ways down the road. Yeah, um, it really, tonight really made me want to see that heel Luchasaurus with those dark colors on. Mm-hmm. Give him a black or a blood red mask, darken the tail, ponytail, whatever you want to call it, and just let him be heel. I think it'd be great. Yeah, he moves around the ring so well for a big guy. Um, it, and it's still weird to me how he is arguably the biggest guy in AEW, but he's like 6'8", 6'9". Yeah. I mean, compared to a big guy in WWE, like uh, seven foot or something, you know. So it's it's a little different, but it just shows you a lot of smaller guys are in AEW. But uh, but yeah, for sure, Luchasaurus. I mean, he he keeps improving too. Um, and you put those guys in a team with two great wrestlers like Christian Cage and uh, Brian Danielson. It's gonna be money every time, and in all all four of the super elite. So well, good stuff. Yeah. Good opener. Everybody in the Super Elite's good, apart from, uh, you know, Michael Nakazawa and uh, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, they're the Stooges. Although, needs a Stooge. I remember when it was the big push, like, Michael Nakazawa was the enemy of Matt Jackson, and now they're, like, good friends. I don't. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that just kind of came about without much of a story. Yeah. Kenny had to have worked some magic on that one or something. Yeah. 
up next we get uh john moxley cut in a promo saying that nobody can pin him and that if they want to play games tonight in philly bring it yep philly's a uh perfect town to describe mox it's a town that fits them well hard yep. nose exactly uh punk comes out for his promo the philly crowd chants cm punk of course they were chanting cm punk at the start of the mox interview too so they were just all for punk tonight as every, usual every stop he goes you know he even said uh getting tired of this yet i mean every, every no because every market's new every market hadn't seen him for seven years so yep. he did stage dive tonight which was nice and i really enjoyed this promo tonight i thought it was a good one i thought it was a little different than what he's been doing lately yep uh he talks about how he lived in philly for three years and how he loves philly punk says because of philly uh he bought an ipod and a laptop and he was rich he was referencing that wrestling made him rich. CM Punk calls out Daniel Garcia to a match on Rampage, which quickly got approved, mind you. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, this company thinks so highly of Daniel Garcia because mm-hmm. they keep throwing him in huge matches with big names. Now, is he going to win them? No. But you can tell they they think he's one of the future promising stars of the company. So um, it, it's been awesome to see him r- rise up the ranks so fast from dark and elevation to now getting prime spots on dynamite and, and really as of late rampage. Um, yeah. Also after the promo, CM Punk gave a child in the crowd, his pair of Jordan Jordans he was wearing. Yeah. He, if those are the same pair, I think they are. I, I watched a show. It's a shoe show on <laughs> YouTube and he bought that pair of Jordans and another pair of Jordans. So combined, they were over, I think, $1,400 for the two pairs. And he gave one of those away. Yeah. To a kid dressed as Orange Cassidy. That was the same kid, is the same kid, wasn't that um, pinned um, one of the talents two years ago when AEW went off the air. It was the exact yeah. same kid. Yep. Yep. Great to see that he's still dressing as Orange Cassidy. Great to see that he's still loving the company. So Yeah, I knew knew he was gonna do something with the kid because he went over and whispered something to his ear. So I'm like, Yeah, and the kid was like here after the yeah, after the promo. But uh, yeah, I didn't think he'd give him the Jordan ones. He must not like no. him very well. I don't know. I mean yeah, he, I he pointed him out pretty quickly yeah, in that very, promo. Ah, look at these Jordans. And the yeah. crowd didn't seem to respond too well to that. But when he was uh when he did was on the sneaker show which some other wrestlers have been on in the past, Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon, name a few. Um, these were the first Jordans he's ever bought. He wanted Ooh. a pair growing up, but he grew up poor in Chicago. And even in the 90s, to have Jordans, it was like a symbol of something, you know. And even to this day, it's having Jordans is just a huge culture. Oh, yeah. You can get them from very affordable, clear up to unbelievably expensive. And um, yeah, so he went with two different pairs of Jordan 1s and because um, red's his favorite color. So I don't know. It just surprised me why I gave him away. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's more to that story than we'll ever know, but very right. cool gesture by him. Um, either way. Well, I'm sure in an interview, Punk will talk about it at some point coming up here in the next week or two. Probably. Um, up next. His wife get... was in the news tonight, by the way, too. Yes, she was. I saw her uh, name pop up. I didn't read what was going on. She's going to be sure. the executive, I believe, director, if not director, producer of the WOW, which is coming back in February of 2022. Um, Tessa Blanchard is one of the new talents assigned with them. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if this if this 
leads to an in-ring return for AJ Lee. I don't know. If it does, I would love to watch that. I miss watching AJ Lee matches. She yeah. was uh, one of my favorites, got to admit. Um, Up next, we get another great promo for Martin Anderson. Uh, Cody Rhodes appears and asks, Arden, what are you doing at my house? Are you going to shoot me? Kind of the throwback to last week. Anderson is throwing in some of Cody's belongings into a trash bin that's on fire. Rhodes sees that Arn is about to throw a tie into the fire, and Rhodes says, you don't need to do this. Arn then slaps Cody and says, he could paint a star on his face, and all would be fixed. Yeah, I, I'm i really intrigued by this story. I know I'm sure a lot of people hate it. I don't. I'm loving it. I just I, I can't figure out where it's going, because if you listen to Cody outside of the wrestling world, he did, he did it again in an interview today, or, or maybe it was yesterday, just recently. He said there's two things he's not going to do. He's not going to turn heel. He said he's gonna, he would retire before he turned heel. He's not going to go back on his word that he um, that he won't uh, participate for the AW world title. So I don't but, know. I, I feel like he's playing us all like a fiddle, though. Yeah, because, see, here's something very interesting. You know, leading up to the TNT championship, uh Cody would go on record every interview. Ah, we're not going to introduce another title. You know, we don't want to do that. And then they did. And now all of a sudden, you know, he said he'll never challenge for it. He's not going to turn heel. Never mentioned it again. And then now all of a sudden it's back in every interview that he's doing. I think it's coming. Well, and I, I love what they're doing with the character on TV, Cody Rhodes, because if you dive deep in it, at least in my opinion, Cody's kind of, turning heel by not trying to turn heel because really, if you look at it dating back to MJF turning on him and then the nightmare family starting to turn on him, Cody's his own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. He is the problem and he can't realize he's the problem. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Um, His, his face when Arn said, you know, paint a star on your face and all will be fixed kind of was intriguing kind of like that man you went there but you've got a point yeah so we'll see what happens yeah there there's a big payoff i just don't know if it's going to be in 2021 or 2022 or when exactly we're going to get it but uh i just hope they don't drag this out too long right and it gets repetitive and boring and right you know i wouldn't mind seeing like cody come out do a couple heelish moves or something during a promo or during a match. And then Arn's going, you know, that's what you need to do. And then Cody goes, but that was wrong. I don't need to do it. That type of stuff I'm okay with, but let's just not just have these promos from Arn every single week for six months. I feel like he does something heelish almost every time he's in a match anyways. Well, he does, but you know, I want Arn to start pointing it out and him go, well, no, I'm not trying to be heel. Yeah. So something, yeah, it's it's interesting where this is going. I'm all for it though, and and yeah. I did enjoy the first two episodes of Roads to the Top last week. That was very good. Yes, uh, Bobby Fish is up next in a backstage vignette promo talking about his history in the wrestling business. He comes out, um, then we get a little Sammy snippet where he talks about you know I did exactly what I said I was going to last week. Oh, and by the way, Fuego, here's the keys to your new truck. Yeah, I saw the Dodge Ram in the background. I'm like, he's gonna oh, yeah. give the keys to Fuego for that. Was it so. a Was it a Dodge? I thought it was a Chevy. 
Dodge, yeah. Okay. Dodge, so. Oh, no, there was a Chevy to the side of it. Never mind. Yeah, no, I got distracted. There were it's pretty cars good. in the background, so I was they're, distracted. They're all nice cars. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Bobby Fish, it was interesting tonight. I think as much, I, as far as I've been reading, um, FIFO Select, if you don't subscribe for $5 a month, it's worth $5. Uh, they're reporting today they have not heard that he that Bobby Fish has signed a contract or anything. So, as of right now, it looks like it's probably just a one-off. But we'll yeah. see. He, I know he has been wrestling for MLW, so. Yeah, um, Fish and Guevara lock up. Fish comes at Guevara with multiple heavy shots. Guevara and Fish show each other respect. Guevara takes Fish down with a dropkick, then hits in Inseguri. Sammy goes to the top rope for a maneuver. Fish takes him down quickly with a kick to the knee. Fish and Sammy Guevara exchange heavy shots, and the match goes back and forth as we go into our first picture-in-picture commercial break of the evening. When we come back from commercial break, um, Guevara is taking down Fish with a back elbow and some multiple strikes. Fish hits Sammy with a backdrop suplex. Fish goes for the pin. However, Guevara kicks out. Sammy Guevara counters Fish with the Spanish fly. Guevara goes to the top turnbuckle. Fish stops him, and Fish hits Sammy with the avalanche falcon arrow. Bobby Fish goes for the pin. Guevara kicks out. Guevara hits Fish with the GTH and then pins Fish to get the win. Yeah, fun match. I mean, I, I think everybody, I don't think anybody in their right mind thought Sammy Guevara was going to lose the AEW title, AEW, wow. TNT title after just winning it last week. But uh, fun match. Um, if you would have told me at the beginning of 2021 that Adam Cole and Bobby Fish would both be on AEW television. I'd been, I would laugh at you and ask what you were on and give me some of that because I wouldn't well, believe you for a second. I said Adam Cole was going to be in AEW by the end of 2021, he and did. you told me, no, he's not. He well, I didn't think <laughs> WWE is stupid enough to forget when his contract ran out, but they've done that to multiple no. talents. So. Yeah, that, that seems to be a trend here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go to the aftermatch segment, I want to ask your opinion on this. Okay. So last week, Miro comes out with the white belt. Yep. With the green championship banner. Right. Sammy brought back the black one. Are we yep. going to see Sammy customize this? Is I don't this going to so. be a customizable championship? Did, did you watch the Sammy vlog this week? I have not yet. They explain kind of why they took the white one away from him. They, okay. The, Bryce Rinsberg comes up and said, well, you don't need this anymore. You're not Bulgarian. Took it away. Mm. Here's the so, one that so-and-so came up with. And just gave it to him. And it already had plates on there for him. So. so there is a good possibility. I've been seeing all week throughout Twitter. And a lot of people are just retweeting the exact same person's tweet that talks about the uh, Bulgarian storyline that basically, you know, the Bulgarian champion had to face uh, so many competitors and then lost to the final one and Sammy was that final one so it kind of followed that big story that the Bulgarians follow right right and uh, and Miro's wife makes an appearance on the Sammy vlog this week that I knew about because she accuses him of stealing it yes yes it's a fun <laughs> little segment so, so yeah I, I gotta watch that it's just been a crazy oh, it's, week yep that time uh, of year yeah uh, so after the match, American Top Team and Scorpio Sky attack Sammy Guevara. Fuego Del Sol comes down to try and save Guevara, but he's taken down right away. Fuego being the first one down kind of threw me off. Um, I thought, you know, we might see somebody else from the vlog crew. Uh, but 
I, I was kind of taken by surprise with that one. No, I thought it would be the inner circle, which we did get two members, but. What Jericho and Hager come out to save what, Guevara and Fuego just, del Sol. I was sitting there, I'm like, they're going to be about a whole group. Sammy's in a faction of five guys. Where the heck are the other guys? That's what I'm thinking the whole time. Yeah. So here's the question. Is Fuego del Sol inadvertently in the inner circle right now? I think kind of addition by subtraction. I don't know if we'll see them <laughs> him team up with anybody, but. Apart I from mean, Sammy. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, and I want—I did want to say, did you notice Ethan Page was not there tonight? With I did notice that. That's yes, because he and his wife became parents again today. Oh they well, congratulations, boy! Uh, his, his Twitter says MCM doesn't say any any um, name, but uh, born today at one forty p.m., eight point one pounds. So congratulations to Ethan Page and his wife. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I saw that on Twitter, but it just didn't register. Yeah, that it was Ethan Page, <laughs> and, and then Jericho and Hager finally come out. You know, the yep. crowd's loving Jericho's theme song. They've seen it all the way through. And Lambert, man, and who say what you want about the guy, but he has major heat. It, yes, it, it, at every city AEW goes to with the AEW fan base. I think it's great. You mm-hmm. know, he actually loves and respects the wrestling business. He just oh, knows how to play the great heel. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care for. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, how the MMA guy wrestles um, yeah, with American or with uh, the man of the year, but. Uh, or will know. it be kind of a Hager and him since, I mean, when Hager came down there and he went after the MMA guys, those were real punches. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, even the um, elbow the, strikes. I know they were, they were, they were working elbows on Fuego, but they still threw them pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, those that, guys, that first one, I mean, Fuego's head kind of, you know. Yeah, those guys, I mean, they know how to throw a working elbow, of course. It yeah. just looks more real than sometimes a professional wrestler one does, just because that's yeah. what they do for a living. So, um, yeah, we'll it's, it's, I'm okay with this storyline. Yeah, that's we'll okay. see uh, Jericho Hager and Guevara wrestle Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos. Yep. He's a former, uh, thank you, I couldn't remember his name. He's former UFC uh, heavyweight champions. Yes, and let's not forget, Hager is still undefeated in the cage. He you're, is. You're saying. He is. He is. Saying. Uh, he is. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's all I'll say. But yeah, he is. That's all I'll say about <laughs> that. He is. So I can't, can't say he's not. Uh, the acclaimed cut a promo challenge the Lucha Bros for a match on AEW Rampage. Figure this was coming soon. They're number one in the rankings, yep. so uh, that's what they've been doing a lot on Rampage. A lot of tag team title defenses lately. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Honestly, no, that's good. It's good. I mean, you got you have to fill the time slot, and I'm I'm all about getting more title defenses on TV aside from the the World uh, Championship. Keep those for special occasions. Right. Uh, when we come back from that promo, Tony Schiavone is in the ring to announce a new AEW championship, the TBS Women Championship, which will begin as a tournament starting the 5th of January when Dynamite goes to TBS. Yes, Dynamite's going to TBS. Rampage is not. That is a change. Rampage is staying on yeah. TNT, which is fine, especially if the TNT title is going to be on TV a bunch still. With yep. the move to TBS, I think that's fine. Um, I love the look of this title. Call I me crazy. Too. I think it's better looking than the AW Women's World Title. Yeah, it's very similar to the yep. 
TNT title, but mm-hmm. it's different enough that it sticks yep. out. And I love Definitely that little pops. baby blue feature down in. Oh yeah. man, it is beautiful. Um, uh, I don't have any women's belts, but I might get that one. <laughs> it's a sharp-looking belt. Uh, yes. I think we see AW add one more set, I should say, of titles. I think the trio's titles trios. are coming eventually, and then they'll be done. That is enough. You don't want to mm-hmm. get too cluttered with titles, with too many titles. But I know we're um, three months away from the move, almost exactly three months away from the move of Dynamite going to TBS. Who do you think will be the first TBS champion? honestly at this point i'm not sure um i'd be okay with the likes of you know statlander or honestly jade that's what i was thinking um you know there's a lot of great names that deserve a championship that maybe aren't quite to the level of the women's championship thunder rosa Rosa. yeah because maybe you give it her you know let somebody credible build it up, kind of like put it on Cody her yep. for a while, you know. And Jericho, let's not forget. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I remember at the time I thought they made a mistake not going with Hangman, but uh, no, they made the right no. move. They knew what yeah. they were doing. Uh, Jim Ross is interviewing Darby Allen, and Ross says he has a big challenge for this week's match against Nick Camarado. Uh, Ross mentions the promo from last week and mentions Darby's face paint. Darby says he does it because 50% of him is dead inside and that MJF will not win this feud. Yep. We, kind of, we mentioned that last yep. week. Uh, he had mentioned that in previous interviews. So very yep. touching uh, real life story there. And uh, speaking of Darby Allen and Nick Camarado, that matches up next. Apparently there's some big news that they changed the spelling of Nick Camarado's name. So I didn't that, notice. So is that a thing with the factory now? Solo did it. Now Camarado's going to do it. Right. Like Solo just dropped the W. Camarado dropped what a T guys, or something. I'm over these guys. I. We were so what is I, it? So next is it Q Marshall? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm so sick of these guys. Like when they came in, and they turned their back on Cody. I'm like, this could be really cool. They've yep. dropped the ball with it. I, I don't oh, care. Yeah. I don't yep. care about this faction at all. No, I think honestly. No discredit to QT, but he was the wrong guy to lead it. Right. And and, and they're fine for dark and elevation. I don't want mm-hmm. to see him on Dynamite or even Rampage. I'm sorry. Nope. 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 Darby gets in the ring and immediately goes after Camarado and the Nightmare Factory. The match officially begins when both Camarado and Allen get into the ring. Camarado takes control right away by tossing Darby around with ease. Then they head out for another picture-in-picture commercial break. Camarado controlled the match during the break. They return, and Allen is uh, on nails. Camarado or nails Camarado with a massive strike. Allen goes up top and hits the coffin drop. Pins Camarado for the win. Yeah, pretty quick match. Um, yeah, predictable a squash match for Allen. Honestly, yeah, put a little guy over the giant. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Camarado, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the factory, I thought he was going to be a force to be reckoned oh, with. Yeah. He hasn't won more than yep. a couple matches. After the match, QT Marshall hits Sting with a diamond cutter. Sting gets right back <laughs> up and I'm drops Marshall with a so scorpion death drop. That was the weakest drop. diamond cutter I've ever seen oh, in my, my life. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, dude, that looked more like a freaking, I don't even know, but that was, that was not awful. a diamond cutter. No, that was awful. 
Um, and, I, and I don't hate QT the person. I think he right. does great work as a producer. I'm just not huge on him in the ring. And and I got to call – that's what we do on this podcast. We're a AW fan podcast, but we're going to call out what we don't like. And yep. that cutter was pathetic. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. Uh, I mean, like, you know, like the fact that I mentioned Camarado changing his, the spelling of yeah. his name and fans lost their minds over it. Why? Let's just face even... it. He's not in WWE where he would be Ogre. Yeah. I mean, they probably would have tried to copyright the name somehow. (laughs) Probably. Would have been in a Letterman jacket, and he would have gone out there going, nerds. Nerds, nerds. Yep, yep. And that's all he would have done. Yep, yep. 100%. Uh, Next, we get Dante Martin cutting a promo. Says that he has been a problem for everyone, and he will take on anyone. The lights go out, come back on, and Malachi Black appears behind Martin. Black sprays the black mist into the eyes of Dante and then hits Martin with a wheelhouse kick. Lights go off for a few seconds, come back on. Malachi Black says the House of Black accepts, and they head out for a commercial break. Another one the WWE screwed up on, didn't know his 30-day contract. My God, this guy's a star. He's got the best entrance, even though one entrance. Those lights go out, the crowd roars, crowd gets behind. I mean, they still chant, chant, uh, you know how surprised they are every time he's there. He just he just oozes charisma. I just oh, I'm a yeah. big fan. He just he's got cool move set, great look. Uh, I th- I know there was somebody on Twitter that commented on our Twitter account that he foresees gold in Malachi's future soon. Oh, so do I. I think yeah, they're so building the right way. He's just a star. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, but I mean, he's one of those guys again that came in. Yeah, he still had a lot of steam from. When he was in WWE, brought a lot of that fan base with him. Yeah, but this dude rose to start him quick. He doesn't need a belt. No, he doesn't. But he to doesn't. have a belt on him would be fabulous. Yeah, and then as I like the way long, I mean, I don't see anybody giving them giving them an L anytime soon. Right, and I am okay with putting any belt on the company on this man as long as it's not the FTW Championship. <laughs> Ricky Starks is in the ring talking about the championship. Starks says he wanted to fight Cage in a Philly street fight, but Cage is not here. Cage music goes off. He runs to the ring to attack Ricky Starks. Cage gets a few shots in on Starks. However, Hobbs and Hook make the save very, very quickly. Was that new entrance music for Cage? I think so, because I didn't recognize it. I didn't either. Um, So it might. I know he's been doing a lot of indie shows. um, Yeah. Cause I've got a buddy who has a wrestling ring rental business. So he'll share some of the shows that he's at. And I see cage on a lot of his posts. Um, but really well, hasn't been getting a lot of time with AW. kind of him. No. And his wife kind of did that to themselves. I think that's why it's pushed the storyline back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get this match over with, do it on TV. Let's get it over with. Let's move on. I'm, I'm so disinterested. Do it on rampage. I'm so in, disinterested in team task stuff. I'm sorry. They just, Yep. The one time I like their stuff, I'm just not digging it. No. Nope. Uh, up next, I had to double-check the time because uh, Kirishita's music hit. And I was like, wait, nope, it's not quite 9.30 yet. So it was moved back a little bit, but this was played off as a huge match. I thought it actually would be closer to the 9 o'clock slot anyway. Um, Serena Deeb comes down next. They start with a tie-up. Deeb takes Sheeta with a quick takedown. Although Sheeta wants to shake Deeb's hand, Deeb slaps Sheeta. This causes Sheeta to start laying in some heavy shots on Deeb. 
then they head out for another picture and picture commercial break with deep in control that nobody knew was coming i mean this thing came out of absolutely nowhere there was no indication i mean they were oh my god yeah it was a missed time i think yeah uh after the break uh sheeta hits a nice missile drop kick uh, then a big knee to Deep's face. Deep is back up and hits Sheeta with a swinging neck breaker and multiple elbow drops. Sheeta hits Deep with another big knee to the face. Sheeta hits the running knee again. Sheeta hits the Falcon Arrow, which normally gets the three count. However, Deep kicked out. Deep breaks the eyes of Sheeta and hits Sheeta with the detox. Deep then puts on the Serenity Lock and Sheeta taps out. Yeah, during the match, the longer I went after um, Deep kicked out of, of the, um, what did you say, the Falcon Arrow? Falcon Arrow, yeah. Yeah, after she kicked out, I was like, nah, maybe she'll pull off the upset. Um, and I'm like, maybe they do a storyline where Sheeta just cannot get over that hump to get the 50th win. That'd be kind of cool. But I'm like, eh, they're not yeah. going to do that. Then she right. tapped. I'm like, wow. And I was complaining to you earlier in the night, the one thing about AEW lately as far <laughs> as match results, we're not getting a lot of swerves. It's becoming really predictable. Tonight they yeah. finally pulled a swerve. I'm like, yes, that is what a I want big to see. One. Every once in a while, it doesn't have to be every week. Just every once in a while, right. do that. So I'm intrigued on the edge of my seat, wondering what's going to happen because that's one thing the WWE lost me a couple of years ago. And really, I was almost done with professional wrestling until All In happened. Really, yep. and that was because I could just sit there and I'm like, nope, oh, he's going to win. Oh, she's going to win. And here's probably how it's going to happen. So predictable. Yep. I never want AEW to become become that. And I don't think they will, even though the matches were becoming a little predictable because they still have surprises. They still have great vignettes, promos, storylines, other surprises mixed in there. But it is nice when we get a swerve once in a while like tonight. Right, perfect, perfect time to do it. Yep. Oh, perfectly. After the match, Deeb grabs the award that Sheeta would have received if she won tonight's match and hits her with it. I was trying to figure out, and they moved pretty quickly, was... Under Sheeta's eye, was that makeup or did it actually cut her? I, did, I didn't catch that. So okay. I'm okay. not sure, but I like Serena D being a heel. Fits her better. She was a heel. Let's right. not forget, you know, she started out with um, Straight Edge Society. Yep. Yep. So I. Which I'd I still am... love Punk to walk past her and Gallows one week and be like, where have you guys been? And just keep walking yeah. or something. That would be, yeah. be great if they. If they uh, mentioned that. Long time no see. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) But I doubt they'll do that, but that'd be great. I would personally love it if uh, Punk walked up to Gallows and was like, hey, what happens when you ring the bell? Do you go again? (laughs) Yeah, do do a BTE segment or something. Yeah. Uh, After the match, Alex Marvez tells Darby Allen that MJF challenges Darby Allen for a match on next week's Dynamite. Allen accepts, begins to walk off as the limousine pulls up. And, of course, we all knew this was the pinnacle, and they attacked Darby pretty quickly. Yeah, beat the crap out of him, and then later we found out that Darby, that match is not going to happen next week due to injuries Darby sustained. I'm actually glad you asked me who wins that match next week. I didn't know. I was going back and forth in my head, and I'm thinking – this needs to be a pay-per-view match, even though the great thing about AEW is they give us a lot of pay-per-view worthy matches on Dynamite and Rampage, which is fantastic. I hope they keep yep. doing that. But this is one that just feels like it's too big of a matchup to put on on regular right. TV. Right. Um, up next, we get a little promo from Leo Rush. He says he wants to represent Dante Martin and get him to new heights. Yeah, a little bit of 
pyramid scheme from Leo Rasha. It is kind of like the Matt Hardy uh, family office, but I, I'm more intrigued in this one. I, I want to see where it goes because Leo's can be very good on the mic. So exactly, that's the difference. And no offense to Matt Hardy, but no, he's doing everything. He's he can. never been a good one for the mic. No, not really. Um, and 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 I just don't care about the rest of the members of the HFO. Really, that's that's the thing. So for me, it's Butcher Blade and TH two. Yeah, and see, I'm not as high as TH two as you are, or the Butcher and the Blade. Really, I in private parties lost me. Uh, they used oh. to, I used to really be a big fan of them, but just, I'm just not. It's not a lot of these factions. Them and, and Team Taz, I'm just not interested in. No, and don't forget the factory. No, oh, I didn't even want to mention them because I'm so disinterested in them. <laughs> uh, up next, Doctor Britt Baker, D M D. Says she is happy about the new TBS Women's Championship belt because now all the bitches in the back can stop going after her. I liked it. And she said she'll be watching from the from top. higher up. Loved it. <laughs> Thought it was awesome. She's she's fantastic. She's awesome. She absolutely is. She has grown on the mic so much. And she's grown on you. Like, I know you were not a, <laughs> yeah. a bigger fan about I a year was ago. Not. No, no, I was not. Uh, up next, it's finally time for what I was hoping was going to start off the show, but I didn't want the surprise to be till the end. So, uh, it was the casino ladder match with Moxley, Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, Pac, Orange Cassidy, and the Joker. What a stacked field. Now, before this, well, even clear up until his music hit, I thought it was going to be Buddy Murphy. Yes, or Matthews. Uh, excuse Buddy, me, Buddy Matthews, uh, formerly known as Buddy Murphy. I did too, because yeah. he still hasn't popped up in any promotion. Nope. I was hoping it wasn't going to be Braun Strowman or uh, oh. Adam Sure that he's going by now. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be Wyndham. I, did, no. I just knew it wasn't going to be him. They too soon for him if it's going to be. So uh, I saw a few people. I think Raj Gary, who runs uh, Wrestling Inc., he thought it might be Brian Danielson. I was like, oh, that could be interesting. You know, that's how Brian gets back into the mix. Um, but it was a returning hangman, Adam page and what a freaking pop by the crowd. Man. Yeah. That thing was, whew, it was hard to hear commentary there for a couple seconds. Like the music hit. I didn't even hear the music. I saw the Titan Tron and was like, yes, but that crowd was so loud at the level. I had my TV. I barely could hear the music. I just, I, yeah, I love the music. I forgot how. How great of an oh, I know. he has. And, uh, I know. That hit, and I was like, ah, oh, it's cold chills. Yeah, and, and you saw the lower third, um, <laughs> which I didn't catch. Yep. He comes out. It says, you know, Hangman Adam Page puts his record, and up top it says, finally came to work. It's fantastic. But, uh, Loved it. Fun match. I like how they started with Orange against Pac. That's, uh, you know, first time we've seen them in the ring one-on-one since their yep. great match at, at Revolution 2020. Um, that was fun. Then you got Andrade in there, who of course has beef with Pac. Did some fun spots. I love the uh, um, sunset power bomb he did over mm-hmm. the ladder on with Pac. That was a great spot. Uh, then we got um, who Matt was, Hardy. Matt Hardy was next. I mean, Matt Hardy's king of ladder matches. He did some fun yeah. spots. Of course, him and Orange have that feud going on. Then we got Archer yep. in there, and, and it was great to Oof. see Jake back on TV. Yeah, Snake with him. That was awesome. Who was he carrying? Was that Marco? 
I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was a first, it was, but then I couldn't tell. So yeah, but uh, was, that I don't was know. fun. And yes. Archer took a lot of beatings tonight. Uh, Man, Roxley came in, was throwing some haymakers, dropped, did a shotgun drop kick with the ladder on him. Mox looked awesome. Um, Honestly, until Hangman's music hit, I was pulling for Archer to win this. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have had a problem with almost any of these guys winning. I, I didn't want Orange again, even though the triple threat at Double or Nothing was great, and didn't want Pac again. I feel like those two guys have had chances. Matt Hardy, I knew he wasn't going to win. No offense to Matt. And Andrade, I didn't think yet. So I thought it was really between Archer, who had a short run with the IWGP US title. Mox, of like, who what, had two a weeks? Year long, all, darn near year long run with the championship, but he still hasn't really got his rematch. And he's got screwed for a title. Or the Joker, which usually by now, the Joker usually wins these things. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed with this match. Um, it was a great match. I knew Matt Hardy climbed up that ladder towards the end of the match, threw up the Hardy boys hand gestures. I guess you want to call them that jumped. And I went, well, he's not winning every time he gets onto a ladder and pulls an unnecessary move. He loses the match. Yeah. That has been the thing with him yep. through his entire career. Yep. I mean, I can still remember probably one of the biggest matches the Hardy boys had. They were in a steel cage match. I don't remember who the opponents were. Uh, Jeff, this was back when only one person needed to escape the cage. It tells you how long ago that was. Yeah. Jeff gets to the top. Matt's telling him to go over, to go over, to go over. Jeff turns around, hits a swan time bomb off the top of the cage, completely misses, and they lose the match. Yeah, he he always goes for the big spot when when not needed. So yep. or one of the that's, Hardys always does. It's a Hardy so. boy thing, and it's like just you know, if you guys want to win something, go for something different. <laughs> exactly, but it was nice to see him back in a ladder match again. Yep, we got to see a buckshot lariat again for the first time in a few months. That's one of my favorite moves in all of professional wrestling. It is, man. That takes some strength to be able to flip, land on your feet, and go straight into a clothesline. Yeah, he. Uh, it was just good to see Hangman back. I didn't I think, realize how much I missed him. I know. I know. I was like, okay, you know, eh, Hangman. And then that music hit, and it was like, oh, yeah, here we go, baby. So, so and, and Hangman ends up winning tonight. Yep. So he gets Hangman a future wins. shot whenever he wants. My question to you, full gear or no? Well, if history proves itself it'll be in the next few weeks they better not do that he's been gone too long i agree i agree but about three weeks is the max we've seen anybody hold on to any number one contendership out of a ladder match or battle royale well you know right away i think full gear even though brian danielson's trying to get into that title picture but, you know, I look at the upcoming schedule, and after full gear, the uh, dynamite after, Norfolk, Virginia. Adam Hangman yeah. Page is on the graphic. Mm-hmm. Adam Hangman Page is from Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think that's, where, See, we, I think that's where we get the match. Dynamite or Rampage. Rampage. Here's what I would like to happen. They give him the match. 
Danielson weasels his way in somehow. I know this is a very WWE storyline, but bear with me. Omega pins Danielson. He gets his first L. But Hangman says, you didn't beat me. I want my match. And then it becomes the main event of the show. Like the following Dynamite in Norfolk, he starts the show out going, look, Kenny, you didn't beat me. You beat Danielson. I want a one-on-one match for the title. Omega says, fine. You used to be my friend. I'll give you one. We'll do it tonight. And then Hangman wins then. Problem with that is Kenny did beat Hangman this year. I mean, in that match, in that yeah, triple threat. You really have to be, yeah. Oh, you, you think it'd be a triple threat? Yes. I did, I did. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't following there. Okay. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be Kenny and Hangman. And then, Danielson weasels his oh, way God, in. Kenny God. pins him. And then Hangman says, look, you didn't beat me. Let's Kind of like uh, Brian weaseled his way in the triple threat at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. And lost. Yeah. yeah good match. But he, yeah, he did lose. But uh, right. Yeah, either way, if it's Kenny and, and Brian again for round two or, or Kenny and, and Hangman for the title, I think it's going to be fun. And, and maybe they wait. Maybe they wait for if they do a Winter's Coming again in December and, and pull that, even though that'd be back-to-back year, they pull the title off somebody that. Or maybe they wait till Revolution or or maybe even further down the road to one of the, the, the super shows, you know, TNT, we're going to get every quarter next year. But I don't want them to wait too long. Right. You can't right. let it go stale. So Right. Right. That's yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see how they do it. Yep. I think it'll be intriguing no matter how they do it. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's just another huge superstar back on the roster to go along with all these new talents that are in the company that have came in the company since he's been gone. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, any other talents that might be coming debuting here in the next couple months. Could it yeah. be uh, Wyndham? Could it be Kevin Sting? Could it be uh, El Generico? Oh, God. I don't know how I feel about El Generico. I mean, his his Twitter stuff kind of pushed me over the edge with him. Yeah, so I don't follow him on Twitter. So He, he kind of went off the rails. Yeah, but uh, I'm all about Kevin Sting if he wants to come over. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. See, I want to see Kenny drop the AEW belt, and that's how they introduce the trios belt. Whether it's Hangman in the Bucks, Cole in the Bucks, but or Kenny even the Bucks if it, yeah, that's what I'm not, not Hangman. No, yeah, I meant Kenny. I want to see Kenny maybe, drop maybe the belt down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Gun Club or um, Dark Order or whoever. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of, I didn't even mention Dark Order was on the show tonight. <laughs> they were. Oh man, I almost forgot about that. It was a quick segment. Uh, Evil Uno said, you know, basically, I've made a lot of bad decisions. I It's up to you guys now on who makes the final calls. And they said, no, I think we should all make the final calls. And then they all agree that Alan needs to put a mask back on because he's too ugly. Go figure. They've always got to pick on Alan. Yeah, that's how I know he, things are back to normal. Exactly. And then Anna just says, you know, hey, are we all on the same page here or not? So my one takeaway I couldn't help but thinking during this was, Evil Uno keeps saying, I'm not the leader. Okay. 
So are they going to make somebody the leader? I mean, that, yeah, I feel like we don't need, they don't need a leader because we kind of found like Amanda and Negative One are the leaders. But I just, with all these rumors of Wyndham, but I, I'm starting to think Wyndham, a.k.a. Bray, Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to call him, I don't think he's going to end up in AEW. I think he's going to end up in Impact. And so is Adam Schur, mm-hmm. Ron Strowman, which is great for them. Great for that company. If they can get yeah. two talents like that, good for them. But I, so I'm starting to think he's not going to be in AEW, which makes me think the Dark Order doesn't really need that leader figure on TV. Here's one thing we haven't talked about. Big Red. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he was the only one who showed up out of the other guys we're talking about. Uh, the only one that could. Well, in a sense. I mean, Bray was still under contract, but he was off TV. When? Uh, for the um, Brody Lee tribute show. Oh, that was in December. Yeah, he wasn't on TV at the time. Well, they killed his character off. Yeah, again. I mean, for like the tenth time. That's when they burnt him. I mean, he was definitely coming back on TV, so there was no way he could pop up on that on the on that tribute. And Braun was still in, in storyline. There was I just under there was no way WWE would allow that. So yeah. Well, oh yeah, because see, I forget that Red was he was no longer. Yeah, he was already released. He was a free agent. So yeah. See, the last time agent. I watched it, he was yeah. in a match no, with no. some little creature in no. a cage that no. bit his yeah. finger. Right. 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 So yeah, that. So, so that's the reason he was able to show. But I, I feel like Tony's not real interested in him. No, I don't think so. It was nice for uh, the oh, tribute really show. Cool. It was perfect. Yeah. But. Yep. Well. Yep, two years, two years dynamite. This was yeah. two years. So I know there's been a lot, but what oh, are your, man. what uh, are a few good. of your favorite moments in the, in two years? Feels Indy. like five years. <laughs> I gotta say, going to the show in Indianapolis, it was my first time at a professional wrestling show. It was on television. It was dynamite. We got to see dark. I enjoyed that show so much. Uh, looking forward to going back in November when they're there. It's a great show. These guys put on a great show from start to finish. They were still young when we were there two years ago. So I can only imagine how much better it's going to be now. Yeah, the growth of the show's production, talent, everything two years has been amazing. And they're just getting started, in my opinion. I think they'll be around for many, many years. Hopefully, at least many, many years to come. Well, that first Dynamite was awesome. Um, start to finish. Um, of course, I mean, the past year you had Daly's Place, but there was a lot of good moments in Daly's Place. I mean, Brody mm-hmm. winning the TNT title, the dog collar match would end up being Brody's last match. The Brody Lee tribute is something we'll, I'll never forget. Um, even the pay-per-views that were there during the pandemic. Uh, a cage match down in Atlanta in last February between Warlow and Cody. Uh, MJF and Cody, the lashings. Um, the re- Stadium uh, Stampede. St- yeah, Stadium Stampede. Um, even though, yeah, I guess those are all pay-per-views, but I was just talking two two years in general. Yeah, because mm. Revolution 2020, Hangman and Kenny versus the Bucks, that's still the best tag team match I, I've ever seen. I know a lot of people were saying that uh, this past, um, at all, all, all Out, the Lucha Bros and, and, and Young Bucks cage match beat that one, but I, it was great, but I don't think it did. Um, just right. there's been so many good, so many good memories, and I can't wait to see the, show continue going forward the debut of sting 
Yeah, um, debut thing. Uh, Punk's return. Punk's uh, return. Seven years. Uh, Brian Daniels' Brian debut. Yeah, so many, so many. Adam Malachi Cole, Black. Bobby Fish, Malachi yeah. Black, all yep. this young talent. Yep. Um, Sammy winning the yep. TNT Championship. I mean, Darby pick a moment. The TNT Championship. Yeah, pick a moment. I mean, two years, and there's just been moment after moment after moment with this company. Yep. Definitely looking forward to what they can do in the future. Dynamite saved me from losing complete interest in wrestling. So, yep, AEW definitely did that for me. Uh, like yep. I said, kind of start with All In, but then AEW definitely did that because if the AEW didn't come around, I'd I don't know. I mean, maybe I would have still watched ROH or gotten into New Japan more with the Bullet Club and and delete and everything. Like I kind of was starting to, but I don't know. I might, I might not have. I might have just gave up completely. So very thankful for this company. Uh, I'll never forget sitting at home. Uh, I had been watching BTE for a while. They said they were doing this special thing on YouTube live. And I remember I told everybody in the house, I don't know what this is. I'm pretty sure they're starting their own company. You're not allowed to have the TV. We're going to do this. And I remember just Judas hitting after they made the announcement. Oh, man, that was great. Because, you know, oh, he's never going to go. He can't wrestle in America anymore. And so for him to show up with Judas was great. Yeah, when Jericho showed up outside Daly's place in Jacksonville for that first press conference, I'm like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. they, they mean business. This is uh, this is a game changer. Yep. Yep. And then their uh, press conference for Vegas. Uh, Vegas. Nothing. Yep. Another great one. Kenny comes out at the end because he had – just signed. Yep. So, yep. Did you do? Yep. Totally blanked the rest of it. That's all I could remember. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> um, uh, rating of the show tonight. Uh, I will give this a seven. Seven? It was a great show. Uh, there were just, there were a few things that just rubbed me the wrong way. Jericho's mic not working. Uh, the improv to picture in picture that nobody knew was coming just just little things i know but that's why we're here we're not here to aw is the best they don't do anything wrong we're here to point out those yep. mistakes and it always brings my rating down a little bit i'll go seven and a half um okay. same, same things you said i also didn't i didn't care for the derby camarada match i mean i just knew what i was gonna go and i know you gotta have those once in a while but uh but it's still a solid show I mean, I mean, anything seven or above, I think, is a solid show. So absolutely, uh, it's a passing grade. <laughs> what was your spot of the night? I already gave mine of Matt Jackson kicking Marco Stunt's head off. Thank you, my... Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> He's a heel. You're not supposed to cheer for I him unless you're a heel. I should have worn my Buck shirt tonight for that. So <laughs> my spot of the night was a very quick spot. It was the pop for Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, awesome. I mean. That that was the best moment of the night. Just deafening crowd cheers. Yep. Yep. So, your wrestler of the night. I mean, I did. I, we both went with the with the with the obvious one last week. We might do it again. I mean, how how can it not be Adam Hangman Page? Hangman Adam Page, I should say. I mean, he returns. He wins the poker chip and gets a uh, future tile shot at, at Kenny Omega whenever he wants. So, I mean, I could have went with, I guess, um, 
Sammy getting a win over Bobby Fish or, uh, or Serena, Serena Deeb. Deeb. Serena Deeb, that was a big uh, win that nobody really saw coming. But got to go with Hangman with his return, uh, winning not only winning the ladder match, but over those strong competitors. So, uh, yep, yep. to go with Hangman. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. I was going to go Serena Deeb. I know, you know, could have gone Sammy with his win over Bobby, but that was our pick last week. I don't like to do the same two weeks in a row. So I was really digging Serena with a little bit of a heel turn. Hopefully it's permanent, not just a one-off like commentary was hinting at. Um, but I think with the pop and the win, it's got to be Hangman Page. Yep. I don't know how you could not do it. I did have to chuckle. JR does this every year when the Oklahoma-Texas game's coming up that weekend. He goes, go Sooners, beat, beat Texas. And I was like, yep, that's always – he makes sure to nail that line every yeah. year. But he doesn't mess that one up, so that kind of made yeah. me chuckle. Yeah. I still got to go back and watch because I'm pretty sure he said it's Tuesday Maybe night. But um, uh, I wasn't fully locked in yet, yeah, so yeah. I could have misheard. <laughs> Maybe he did. I thought he said Wednesday, but I could have I misheard too. So. We'll, we'll have to go back and – Rewatch and uh, update on uh, Facebook with that. Yep. Well, uh, Dynamite, speaking of updates, Oof. scheduling all that, Dynamite's going to be on Saturday the next two weeks. Yes. Fortunately, that doesn't work with my schedule, so I'm going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus. Paul said he's going to take a hiatus next week, so we will not have a new episode of KOP next week, but we will be back. Uh, potentially the 23rd, Paul might do it solo. He might grab somebody. if. We're off that week. Don't worry. That doesn't mean we're mm -hmm. off for good. We will be back the following Wednesday when Dynamite's in, uh, I believe, Boston. Then um, we will be back at our same time slot 10 minutes after live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So please give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find all of our uh, past episodes on there and, like I said, our future ones when we go live. So, so um, we won't won't be around next week, but uh doesn't mean we're we're gone for good. We're just taking a little break because Saturdays are hard to pull off with our schedules. Yep, yep, a lot of things uh going on in our lives. Um but uh yeah, we'll be back guaranteed in two weeks or three weeks. We'll see for the twenty third though. Uh keep an eye out on all of our social media, both mine, Tanner's and uh Kicking Out Podcast. We'll make the announcement regarding the twenty third ahead of time. So, you know, we'll know whether it's just me, whether there's nothing, or whether I've got uh somebody guest starring with me on the twenty third. So stay tuned for that update. But in the meantime, if you haven't yet, follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media as Tanner said at Kicking Out Pod. Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 on all social media platforms. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And we will be back uh, again in a couple of weeks. So be sure to follow us on all social media. Make sure to stop by ProWrestlingTees.com, buy some kicking out podcast merchandise, support a great podcast, and look fantastic while you do it going to be working on trying to get a another design up there hopefully in the next few weeks bear with us as we get to that um and with that for tanner lee i'm paul zartman join us again next uh at least the 23rd when we kick out another podcast <laughs>